Handle on the News. Late edition. Handle on the News. And now. KFI AM 640. This is the Bill Handel Show. Bill is out because he lost his voice. And he didn't put one of those um, tile tags on it, so he can't just press a button and have his voice beep so he knows where it is. I'm sure he'll be back on Monday. We are doing Handle of the News Late Edition. Uh, Here's what's going on. Bill lost his voice. Jennifer Jones Lee lost the ability to not go on a vacation. So Amy King is in for Jennifer Jones Lee. Mo Kelly is here. And me... This is a super segment, no commercials. And before we do the lead story, how would you like to hang out with all the hosts from KFI in a swanky location and donate to a good cause? Donate now to help the American Red Cross initiative to get prepared California. And you and a guest will mix and mingle with the KFI crew. It's an exclusive evening at the beautiful OUE Sky Space in Los Angeles which is on top of the U.S. Bank Tower, and it's the place that has that scary sky slide thing where it's all clear plexiglass. Have you done it yet? No! I remember when Joe Kwan did it. Yeah, no, it looks fun, and it's short, so you don't have, like, you won't have to be terrified for more than a few seconds. Yeah, because it's only down, like, one floor. Right, but it's on the outside of the building, and it's all clear, and you sort of forget that you are encased, you kind of forget. It feels like you're just flying outside of the building. And you're about 1,000 feet up. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal. You want the details, right? Log on to KFIAM640.com. Search the keyword mixer. You have to be 21 years or older to attend. You will get to meet all the people from KFI. There's a live Q&A session, photo opportunities, and unlimited sky slides following, did I just say sky slides? Unlimited sky slide rides. Unlimited? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, you got to wait in line with all the other people from the group that are doing it. But I think at that point, it's only the KFI group. Nice. Uh, following the mixer. All right. So go to KFIM640.com, search mixer, and we have limited tickets. So get them before they're gone. Now, handle on the news late edition lead story. But I'm a yes, the Golden State Killer suspect will be arraigned in court today at 1.30, and our own Chris and Carlo is up in Sacramento to cover it for us. We already know he's charged with multiple murder counts. So I don't I don't th- and there's no way he's pleading guilty at his arraignment, by the way. He will plead not guilty. And they will go. I probably next thing will be some kind of preliminary hearing. The only real question is, and it's not that different, but will he be ordered held without bail, or will he be ordered held on like fifty million dollars bail? Either way, functional, he's not. He's not going to be out on bail. It's charged with twelve murders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to stay. In There's going to be more charges too, but- as all the different counties where uh, he allegedly committed so many burglaries and rapes and stuff. As they all get on board here, he's going to be shuttling around this state for quite some time. Don't you wonder though what happened? If How do you he did mean? this between, well, we know what happened, but between the seventies and eighties, he's creating all, or you know carrying out all these heinous acts, and then he just stops. 
what stopped him? I more wonder about what we don't know. I wonder about the murders that he got away with that aren't on or haven't been connected to him. Oh, maybe he didn't stop. Could he have been one of the rare serial offenders that changed his M.O.? So maybe he kept killing people, but with a completely different M.O. And so, as Mo said, they never connected it to him. I don't know if they'll get all the bodies which are connected to him. Yeah. All right. Happy news from North and South Korea. It's my turn. Thank you, Wayne. You bet. (laughs) Okay, so there was hugging. There was uh, handshakes. And there was this really weird picture. Um, Which is on uh, Instagram, at Bill Handel Show, along with the original photograph from which these two world leaders stole their hugging pose. That is up on the Instagram at Bill Handel Show. Okay, and of course we're talking about the leaders of North and South Korea who have agreed to end the Korean War. Although South Korea can't really do it. Well, they can't do it alone. They need to have the U.S. and China to sign off on it, right? Right. They're not a signatory to the armistice. They're not a direct signatory, so they can't really do it. But I'm sure we would be happy... To go over there and do whatever's necessary if they work out an actual plan, right? Right. And they talked today about working towards the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. Remember earlier, Kim Jong-un said, oh, yeah, I'm going to stop testing. I I don't need to test anymore. I'm going to stop testing. I'm going to dismantle this testing site. But he didn't say he was going to denuclearize. Yeah, but this is a real broad goal. Really broad. So it was like, what is he going to want? Working towards. If if he really would give up all nuclear capability, what does he want for that? Probably more than a Zagnut bar. Probably. But will he get it? The uh, the most fascinating part of the story, not the most, but one of the really fascinating parts of the story to me is how they're talking about reunifying the families. Because when they signed the armistice in 1953, they literally split the country in two. And there are families who haven't seen each other for years. I was talking to ABC's Terry Moran earlier today, who's over there in, at Pam and John. And he said he went into the shop and the shopkeeper has this picture of his, I can't remember if it was a brother or something, that he literally hasn't seen for 65 years. And mm-hmm. he his goal is one day to see him again. That should be priority one for these guys to work out something on that. Because that helps actual people right away. That would be super cool. Except then the people from the north would come down and see the south and go, hey, hold on a I second. I'll never go back. Yeah. The House Republicans have released a redacted Russia report. From Russia with love. The House Intelligence Committee today released that redacted version of the Republican report over the committee's year-long uh, Russia investigation. In short, it basically said... No collusion, no collusion, no collusion. Specifically, Representative Mike Conaway, the Texas Republican who led the committee's probe, said, quote, we found no evidence of collusion, and so we found perhaps some bad judgment, inappropriate meetings. All right, but the Democrats don't agree with that conclusion. They think there was collusion, and so... They're doing what, their what own has investigation. Been so- <laughs> right, what has well, been solved? What bothers me is they say no collusion and they don't necessarily even reflect what the intelligence community has been saying about at least the Russian incursion. Well, I've, I thought we all agreed. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought we all agreed Russian actors did things. And what we can't agree on is whether the Trump campaign knew about it, had anything to do with it, or wanted it. 
But well, I guess there's still people who don't believe anybody from Russia did anything in our election. But you understand, someone who's worked as in the federal investigation justice system, how can you have an investigation when you don't in, uh, actually interview everyone who's connected to it or you allow people to testify and not answer any of your questions? Yes, exactly. It's the quality of the, and I'm not taking a side here because what I'm saying, the quality of the evidence that we have access to Publicly, is not right. enough to reach a conclusion one way or the other. Hey, a Senate committee has passed out a bill that would protect uh, Robert Mueller from being fired. Please don't wait, Mr. Prosecutor Mueller. Well, not really. But what it would do is if the president were to fire Mueller, Mueller would have a 10-day window to seek expedited judicial review. So wait, he could, wait, 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 what does that mean? It means, let's say, Trump today goes, you're fired. Mueller can immediately go to a judge and say, uh, this is crap, stop this. And a judge could rule and say, no, no, you can't fire him. And Trump would say, but that's what I do. I know, that's but then it I gets say. tied up in court. <laughs> the, but Because right now, the, Trump goes, you're fired, that's it. He's got to clean out his desk. The problem is, there's no way it's going to pass. It got out of the committee because four Republicans voted for it. The traitors, right? Chuck Grassley and Lindsey Graham and Jeff Flake and Tom Tillis of North Carolina. The traitors. They voted for it. But Mitch McConnell already said he's never going to allow this thing to be voted gonna, on anyway. Yeah, it's not going to so, hit the floor. I really don't know what the point is of that. I mean, I, it sucks when uh, Mitch McConnell says, I don't care what law it is or how it's written. I will never allow it to be voted on. I think that sucks. I think they should be allowed to vote on things. But I also think... If you know that he won't, why bother? But also, this is why voting is so important, especially in midterm elections, because you get to decide who's going to have the majority in these houses, who's going to have these plum committee appointments and, and assignments, which have all sorts of impact, having nothing to do with the actual office in which you're voting for president. Right, right, right. Uh, speaking of impact, California, New York may be bracing for an impact from all the rich people leaving. And now you see- Eight hundred thousand people could leave New York and California because of taxes, and specifically the new tax bill. The tax cha- changes will limit the deduction of state and local taxes to ten thousand dollars in California. So, a lot of higher earners will face tax increases under the new tax code. Their effective tax rate, according to these analysts, is. Um, the effective tax rate would jump from 8.5% to 13%, causing an exodus of residents who will want to move to lower or no-income tax states. Does that put the lie to the idea that uh, the tax cut is just to help the rich people? Because the rich people in some states are actually getting hosed by this. It's the rich people in California and New York because of the limitations on it. Still 90% of the people are expected to get a tax cut. When I got my tax return, mm-hmm. my tax person said... Here's a comparison for this year, and here's what to expect for next year. And she said, you're going to get a tax cut. See, that that I got the exact opposite with all due respect to A.B. King. If only well, because, you make more money than I do, Mo. No, well, that's what, <laughs> no but I probably have more deductions. Well, we're in a similar boat in terms of we have a lot of itemized deductions, which will not be around next year. So I think it's more on a case-by-case basis. Yeah, but generally, when you're wealthier in California, generally. you're gonna you're gonna yeah. get hosed by this. And also, um, it's a Connecticut and New Jersey and Minnesota. They say there's going to be an exodus of rich people from those states. The guys who are saying it, 
they're conservative economists and they advise or they have advised President Trump in the past. They're not anti-Trump people who are saying it. But there's a guy up at Stanford, an economist and sociologist, who says that's a bunch of crap and nobody's going to leave. And his evidence is there's been high taxes in these states forever, and they still have the highest concentration of rich people. And so here's apparently the, other the rich thing. people don't mind. If the, if the Democrats have been calling for increasing taxes on the wealthier people for years, so why isn't everybody happy about this? Because it does appear that the wealthier people are going to pay more. Well, but if they leave, then see, if you get if you get a million dollars in taxes, right, that's good. And if you're like, well, what if we could get $1.1 million in taxes? That's better. But what if you get zero now because the guy left? But like you said, are people really going to leave? Well, that's what they're speculating on. We I guess. Well, that, yeah, we will see. That's the thing. At least we will someday be able to revisit this and know who was right. You know, I really don't like my driver license picture. Mm-hmm. But now, if you hate it, there's a new bill which proposes allowing drivers like you and me to change their picture. The fear of a dreadful driver license photo may be coming to an end. The California legislator legislature is considering SB 1407, which would allow you to choose which photo ends up on your license. You could take three or four when you're in that DMV line, and then you get to go up to NC. Do you want A, B, oh. or C? But. Well, there's always a but. Yes. It's going to. It'll cost you. It'll cost you. Well, of course. It's a great. If you want to take extra pictures, you have to pay extra money. Let the vain people pay. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I like this idea. But it doesn't doesn't cost anything to physically take two extra pictures because it's all done digitally. Right. And uh, now that you uh, get according to this bill, you could take it at a pre-approved photography center. So it would be like bring your own photo. It would be like your passport photo where you go get your passport photos taken. Pick your favorite. I don't have a problem with get. this because because nobody has to pay any extra. You can take the picture that they take and use it, and you don't have to pay extra. I if wonder. You, what, I like. I don't see. I don't like taxes where you have no choice. I like fees where you have a choice and you don't. You cannot pay it if you don't want to. Right. You can take the picture that they give you, yep. and off you go. And it's made it through a committee, but it's got a long way to go before it becomes law. It will make getting your license renewed a pain in the butt, though, if you get behind one of these people. I don't know. Do you like that one better or do I like that one Right. If they're going to set a timer, it's like, look, we took three pictures and you have 30 30 seconds seconds. to pick one. (laughs) Or can you just stand there all day? Uh, Gas Buddy has done a study and they have revealed which states in the United States have the most aggressive drivers. Guess who's number one? California. Now, they're not talking about aggressive driving, uh, like cutting people off. They're talking about driving your car hard and getting worse gas mileage. So, like, things like just totally flooring it. Yeah, jackrabbit starts, hard braking, speeding. Uh, and depending on how aggressively you drive your car, you could be losing almost $500 a year in fuel. Uh, efficiency. Do you have a, a hybrid vehicle? I do not. So my brother got a Prius a couple years ago down here, and he said it became like a video game for him. And I've talked to other hybrid drivers who they you can watch the computer as your gas mileage improves or you know or as it decreases, and so then your goal is to use the least amount as you possibly can, and it's a whole game with him. 
It's also why it stinks to be behind a Prius on the road. Because they don't accelerate fast. Yeah. So in California, <laughs> there was an average of 6.6 minutes between uh, aggressive acts. But you know what part of this is? We have way more stop-and-go traffic. Right. More That's opportunities obvious. to break hard and jackrabbit start. Well, but- so this is not fair. Did they, did they control for traffic density in this study, Gas Buddy? Did you? Don't know, but Texas is right up there. It's still top five, and they've got a lot of wide open space. Yeah, but they also have, they have Houston guns. and Dallas, and <laughs> that's true. That's a different kind of aggressive oh, driving. My bad. Okay, uh, new changes to the census. It doesn't have anything to do with your illegal or legal immigration status. About time that we raised up. Remember, that's a whole new point of contention on whether that they're going to include uh, include legal status on the census. Well, uh, the Census Bureau has submitted to Congress. It is planning to add the question about whether uh, people are part of a same-sex couple. Good. Now, guess what? So now the uh, resistor crowd has something to get upset about, which is putting the illegal alien question on there. And the red-pilled keckheads, they can now get upset about putting the same-sex couple question on there. And everybody can be upset about the census. Isn't it just supposed it's to perfect. be a head count? Although yeah, but you've got to have some demographic information. Yeah. Otherwise, it's sort of useless. Because I mean, you, I guess you could just say all we want to know is how many people live where to apportion congressional districts. And that's the only thing we're using it for. But that's never been the case for no. only congressional di- districts. So. Right. Yeah, it, it helps allocate more than $400 billion in federal funding. But that's isn't that just headcount stuff? But it's also no. based on the demographics. Yeah, because a person because you know why? Because, of course, we define ourselves by all of our by our race and our age and our gender and our sexual preferences and all of these things. So a person is not a person. You can't just say there's 10,000 people over there and 10,000 people over there. They should get all equal resources. We've we've decided that it's important to know all this other stuff about what kind of people they are. And we and at that point, then shouldn't you know as much as possible about what kind of people? Well, Wouldn't it be nice if we quit separating each other? Oh, I'm going to come in there and plant a tree in the news booth with you oh, good. after the show, Amy King. It would be nice, but <laughs> it'd be nice. It'd be, but... it'd be nice. I'll just leave it at that. All right. But you know, there's a reason why we do have the census so we can separate out certain bad apples, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like in North Carolina, the woman who's accused of trying to steal babies says she just wanted to give them Bibles. Jesus loves me, this I know. They can't read. <laughs> Is it a Mattel see and spin Bible? You beat me to it. <laughs> No, it's okay. You beat me there. I mean, that's the obvious. The woman who was denied entry into a North Carolina children's hospital has been charged with felonies and then accused of attempting to steal babies, denied that what she was trying to do, well, according to the interview, phone interview with a TV station, she was trying to give them Bibles instead. She was she was trying to get in so she could spread the good news. You can't look. And by the way, first of all, babies should have Bibles, even though they can't read it. But okay. But also, she couldn't just leave them at the front desk. Here's a stack of Bibles for the babies. She had to individually deliver the Bible to each baby? Yeah, um, Please, yeah. she wanted to steal a baby. I say this as a Christian. Were the, were the Bibles hollowed out? The stacks of Bibles were hollowed out. She was going to put the babies inside the hollowed out Bibles. Were they premature? Tear me out of there. I don't know. If, I if you stack up, you, haven't you seen those giant versions of the Bible? 
Not you since stack I was up like, like ten four of those. years old. Yeah, but you can't carry them; they're too heavy. You use a hand truck. Oh. You guys got a lot to learn about moving big, heavy Bibles. Look, and I say this as a Christian, okay? I you don't may. want you bringing in your Bible so you can get next to my child, all right? L- leave that to me, the parent. Yes. Hey, uh, we have an inmate in North Carolina who is suing to be allowed to practice witchcraft. Because it's witchcraft. Yes, Wicca. Uh, Jennifer Ann Jasmine. Now, look, they're making a big deal about the fact that this is a transgender inmate. But that's not really relevant to the lawsuit. It's just somebody saying, I need to practice Wicca, and they're not letting me practice it enough. For example, Christian inmates are allowed to worship six times a week. But she is only allowed to observe the eight Wicca holy festivals throughout the year instead of being able to practice every week. Wicca, please. She also, uh, you're the only person on the show who could do that. She also, some of the uh, inmates, the Native American inmates are allowed to have rituals outside with fire. And that's what she wants. She wants to have rituals where she can light a candle and set a fire. And then the other thing is they won't give her the appropriate Wicca foods. For example, every Wicca festival has a a food theme. So there's one coming up that focuses on dairy, right? And she says, well, what I should have is vanilla ice cream and oatmeal cakes. Uh, Did you read on to see the part where she's kind of a pain in the arse? Oh, yeah. She was not allowed to speak at one of her trials, and she appealed, and the appeals court said, oh, no, no, no. The court was faced with a cantankerous, foul-mouthed defendant who was threatening the probation officer at the hearing, and therefore the sentence that you got was not unreasonable because you were a super jerk. Yeah, and then she's also accused of 60 infractions from lock tampering and disobeying orders to sex acts this is a and problem. threatening This staff. is a problem person. She should look at herself in her scrying mirror and make a change.